What do you do when you have too many songs but not enough room on your tape? Make volume two. Hey, everybody. Sean Faust here. I'm back with Brian Colburn on my weekly mixtape for Power Ballads Volume 2. What do you think about that? Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me tonight as guest curator for the second time is my good friend and fellow musician, Sean Faust. Welcome back to the show, man. I am psyched to be here once again, volume dose. Yes, tonight is a first at my weekly mixtape as it is the first ever volume two episode of the show based on the amazing feedback we received on episode 16, Power Ballads, volume one. It will now be forever referred to as, because I don't volume one every episode. However, once there becomes a volume two, it becomes a de facto volume one, if you did not know that. (laughs) Since this is the first ever volume two episode, I wanted to point out that tonight, no songs from volume one can be used a second time. But to add a twist to the discussion, both Sean and I can each use one of the artists or bands from volume one as long as it's a different song than the one that we discussed in that first episode now if you haven't heard volume one yet again it's episode 16 and one would say that it's the perfect companion to this episode and the reason i mention this is because if you're a newer listener to the show you might be wondering throughout this episode why we're talking about power ballads, but not mentioning blank. Well, the easy answer is we may have already talked about it in volume one. So you'll have to go back and listen to that episode to find out if that's indeed the case. Because instead of me recapping volume one and ruining the episode for those of you who haven't heard it yet, I'll just say that this is your official volume one spoiler alert. As even though we won't go out of our way to spoil anything from Volume 1, there's a good chance it could come up in conversation naturally. So like a good movie fan that never spoils the movie for somebody, this is your official spoiler alert. Proceed with caution. You have to wait until Volume 3 for us to talk about the Forever Sky. (laughs) Oh, that's a spoiler. Now, Sean, I don't know about you, but after our volume one recording, I found myself saying, how the hell did this song not make it or that song or we missed talking about this band and how the hell did we forget this? So for me, my bank of songs has been ready to go since we hit stop on volume one. So putting together a list tonight was easy, except for the fact that in the months between these two episodes, I have said, ooh, I forgot about this power ballad and even added to that list, making it even longer. How was it on your end? I essentially did the same because like I said off air, I went and I looked up, you know, the top hundred power ballads, which you shouldn't do if you're going to listen to these because you want to be surprised. You want to know where we're coming from and who makes those lists anyway? Who are they and what makes what they say right? Nothing. So I'm looking at my list here and I've got like a solid list, but I looked at that top hundred list. I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah, I could add. Oh, I could add this. Oh, I could add that. And I'm still looking at like a really, really long list of just what I started. I think the moment we hit stop last time. 
Well, let's get down to business. Tonight, as I mentioned, Sean and I will be curating volume two of the Ultimate Power Ballads mixtape, and we'll once again use the old cassette deck approach. Sean, as the guest curator, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B, only this time I'll kick the side off with Sean choosing second. Our overall goal for this episode is to continue crafting the best power ballads mixtape possible through this new batch of 20 songs. At the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the Power Ballads Volume 2 page at myweeklymixtape.com to give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. Finally, if you like what you're hearing on My Weekly Mixtape, you can help me out by either telling a friend about the show, leaving the show a five-star review wherever you're tuning in, or becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. And a few of our Patreon mixtapers chimed in with songs they'd like to hear in volume two, and I want to give a shout out to some of those now. Ben from the Too Vague podcast, who guested on episode 31, New Wave Classics, chimed in with Def Leppard's Bring It On The Heartbreak. Cactus Pete chimed in with Steelheart's I'll Never Let You Go. And Seeker chimed in with both Queensryche's Silent Lucidity, along with the Colts' Eddie Chow Baby. So with that, Sean, I'm officially pressing the record button on volume two, and I'm passing the mic over to you. What power ballad are you raising your lighter to start off tonight. Well, my friend, if uh, you and your good listeners, especially your excellent Patreon listeners, might recall from volume one, I almost changed my final song. But uh, I didn't. I didn't at all. So uh, I closed it off with Peter Cetera's Glory of Love, but all of a sudden I was thinking about turning my hat backwards and being a completely different guy, and you gave me the option to choose, and I was like, no, I'm going to stick with this. So volume one ended with Peter Cetera's Glory of Love, and volume two is going to begin with Meet Me Halfway by Kenny Loggins, one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. Could not agree more. Love the song. When you watch a movie like Over the Top, you don't expect there to be this really ridiculously emotional power ballad in it. And for some reason, Kenny Loggins just knocked this one out of the park. And between Meet Me Halfway and Nobody's Fool, which was the theme song to Caddyshack 2, his Back to Avalon album was loaded with soundtrack hits. This one, I mean... It screams power ballad, but when you watch and you go back and you watch over the top again, you're not expecting that big momentous power ballad in that movie. So that one was unexpected, but I absolutely love the tune. Right on. Coming out of that, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take three parts journey, one part sticks, and one part John Waite and throw it into a blender. And I am going to get 1989's supergroup Bad English and When I See You Smile, one of the most played power ballads on radio and on MTV all throughout 1989. You could not escape the song. And this is where I go down a little bit of a slippery slope because I want to say it's their only massive hit, even though Price of Love was a top 10 hit for them. They also had Possession, which almost cracked the top 20 
and then forget me not and heaven is a four letter word cracked the top 100 so there were definitely songs by them out there however when i see you smile is really the one that people take away when they first hear the name bad english and then obviously after their second album failed to move the needle everybody went back to their respective groups and the rest is history but they really knocked it out of the park with this it was ready-made for radio and ready-made for top 40 and that's exactly what it was so following up meet me halfway when i see you smile by bad english that's a really really cool choice i didn't see that one coming i saw it on the list and i was like yeah i wouldn't choose that but that's a damn good song i bet you brian's gonna choose it and look at this lo and behold i'm correct well, coming out of Meet Me Halfway, I didn't feel like I could go heavy into the hair bands yet. I felt like we had to kind of ease, because you can't go from Kenny Loggins to, let's say, looking back at our Volume 1 episode, for example, something heavier like a Warrant or a Skid Row. I felt like that would have been a massive jump. So I feel like I'm kind of leaning into the Kenny Loggins, almost pop power ballad side of things. And then kind of giving you something where with the journey and sticks connection, you might be able to bring it a little bit more to the rock side of things. You know, I could go to the rock side of things with my next choice, or I could stay in that pop vein. And I'm trying to think what I want to do, because if I stay in that pop vein, I've got a couple choices. But if I bring it to the rock using the band members that you have just mentioned, I've got an interesting decision to make, but for track three, I'm not going to take too much time. I'm going to lay a whisper on your pillow, and I'm going to go with Roxette's It Must Have Been Love. Perfect, beautiful, and it looks like I'm sticking with the movie theme, too. You certainly are. You're going with Pretty Woman here. That one is such a beautiful ballad. Her voice yeah. in it is soaring. It is anthemic. It is gorgeous. I don't know what other words to describe. It is a perfect power ballad, although leaning onto the pop side of things. Yeah. I am going to go out of the movie realm here and bring us into the rock side, but I'm going to do what? something. <laughs> yeah. Shocking, right? <laughs> yeah. Anywho, I am going to do something that ties it together with it must have been love because it must have been love is a beautiful song. So I'm going to lean into the rock side, but I'm going to go with the song that is also equally just as beautiful. To me, it's one of the most gorgeous acoustic guitar riffs I've ever heard. And it's played by the one Zach Wilde for Ozzy Osbourne's Ooh. 1991 album, No More Tears. And I'm going with Mama, I'm Coming Home. The first time I heard that acoustic guitar, the hair on my arm stood up and I fell in love with the tune. And Ozzy's had some decent power ballads. Goodbye to Romance is another great oh, one that yeah. I could have used here. But Goodbye to Romance is a little bit bigger of a jump coming from It Must Have Been Love. And I think leaning into the beauty of It Must Have Been Love, Mama on Coming Home kind of continues with that with that feel. It's almost a lullaby on guitar yeah, when you listen yeah. to it. It's just so perfect. That riff, the first time I heard it, I'm like, I want to play acoustic guitar. And that is kind of one of the songs that drove me into wanting to learn how to play acoustic guitar because it just, it blew my mind. And it was one of the first songs I tried to figure out as I was a bass player trying to kind of move my way onto yeah. guitar as well. Well then... 
my friend. We're going to keep it in this realm because you mentioned Zach Wilde. So Zach Wilde right now is currently on tour with Pantera. So I think my choice is to go nowhere else but with Pantera's fucking hostile. What do you say, kids? (laughs) (laughs) What a pivot. I love it. I I can't wait to hear. One, two, three, four. (laughs) To see, to breathe cannot be taught. In turn, you're making us. <laughs> um, okay, so let me get serious. Sorry, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And we should probably give the listeners a second to come back down to earth after that one, Sean. <laughs> Actually, I think the only Pantera tune could be "Cemetery Gates," but I'm not going Pantera anyway. Of course. So <laughs> I just. For some reason, it just jumped through. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Lemon face. Ooh, lemon face. All right. Now, you scared me because when you said, you know, you're sticking with this most beautiful sound, this most beautiful vibe, like it must have been love, you scared me for a moment because I thought you were going to steal something from me that not a lot of people think of, and it's sad that people don't talk about it anymore. And it's not a song from a movie, but it opened up a movie that was a big, fat piece of crap. So we won't mention it. But you did take Mama, I'm Coming Home from me. But you left me with one of the most beautiful power ballads of all time from, I think, 1989, maybe 90 or 91. But it starts with some whistling and some clean chorus guitar. And that would be Wind of Change by the Scorpions. Ooh, good one. You could have gone with two songs from that album because I had two songs on my list. I had go Wind of Change an and Send Me an Angel, which is one that my father absolutely loves that Nobody tune. talks about that one and it comes on the radio like so randomly and you're like, my God, my God, I know I love Wind of Change, but I never talk about this song and you're right, but I'm sticking with Wind of Change. It's a great tune. I, I, I remember that video being just on MTV like every other video. They're like, and here's Poison and Wind of Change and then Warrant and Wind of Change and and Aerosmith and Wind of Change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming out of that, I think I'm going to go with a band that rose to fame from the ashes of the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Oh, And we're going to go with Mark Slaughter and Dana Strum, who played together in Vinnie Vincent Invasion, started Slaughter, and then just knocked it out of the park with Fly to the Angels. I could go with either version because the heavy version is great. And if you own the CD back then, they would throw bonus tracks on at the end. And Fly to the Angels has a gorgeous acoustic version. But I'm going to go with the original off 1990's Stick It To You. Fly to the Angels, which is also a tip of the hat and a nod to send me an angel from Scorpions. Nice call, my friend. Dude, you have ESP. I swear to God, I'm sitting there thinking when I when I mentioned bonus tracks. I mean, we (laughs) talked about it on volume one. Again, spoiler alert about songs you'd put at the end of the side. Winging it used to be one of those. I would love to put that at like the end of like it would be a hip hop mix and all of a sudden at the end it would just be <laughs> and then when they bust out the kazoos or whatever that sound is where they're making it out of the side of their mouth 
<laughs> you know, you say the word kazoo, and it leads me to my next track. Coming out of Slaughter's Fly to the Angels. Now, this band is known for their really, really, really big power ballad from 1992's The Lizard album. But I'm going to go with Saigon Kick's first album and the song Come Take Me Now. This is harmony out the wazoo. And it's just, for me, it's probably my favorite of their power ballads. You absolutely scooped me on the band. I had Love Is On The Way on my list. When I think about beautiful acoustic guitar work like Mama, I'm Coming Home, I would have to, if I was making a mixtape, back up Mama, I'm Coming Home with Love Is On The Way. Because again, that acoustic guitar work is so gorgeous and so ethereal. And then those harmonies... They just grab you. I un- but that one was so popular on radio. I love the fact that you're digging a little deeper with this one. So definitely a hat tip on this pick. I am a huge fan of Jason Beeler's guitar playing. I'm also a huge fan of that band's harmonic structure, whether it's musical or vocal. I was on stage with them once, and I did play kazoo with a bunch of other drunk folks on their song, My Life. And right after my life, they did play Your Choice, which is not on this list, I'm sorry to say. But uh, I I love Jason Beeler's playing on this or on um, Love Is On The Way because his phrasing is great. He's just got this very ethereal presence to his uh, guitar tone and playing. That's a perfect word to sum that one up. And the thing that you liked about Saigon Kick was the vocal harmonies. So what I'm going to do is do the absolute reverse of that and follow this up with a power ballad that is known for its vocals that doesn't need harmonies because the lead singer's vocals command the song and anything else, even trying to harmonize or become a part of it, would take away from the song. And that would be Miljenko Matajevic's stratospheric vocals on 1990's I'll Never Let You Go by Steelheart. Shout out again to Cactus Pete who chimed in for this one. We are talking a song that gives Brad Delp's high note at the end of Boston's More Than a Feeling a run for its money. This dude could sing the phone book. He sang lead vocals on the Rockstar soundtrack movie. That's where a lot of people might be more familiar with Steelheart. If they saw that with Marky Mark, Marky Mark was actually lip syncing Miljenko Matajevic's vocals on We All Die Young. But this is a band that I am shocked never really followed up this hit because this was everywhere and it's such a fantastic song. And if you're not familiar with it, most people refer to the song for some strange reason as Angel Eyes. But that's confusing <laughs> because you have Angel Eyes by Jeff Healy Band. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Angel by Aerosmith and Send Me an Angel by Scorpions and Fly to the Angels. But anyway, I digress. I'll never let you go from Steelheart. So now we're going into that, that zone, that zone where this was a popular song, but the band wasn't that popular and i i hate saying it like steelheart was awesome that entire album was awesome i remember everybody loves eileen is another one that just had amazing everything to it and i think that was the other single now that i think about it but that whole album was great but wow 
So if we're going to go into this realm, you mentioned bad English earlier with some members of Journey. I'd like to talk about another band with Neil Sean of Journey called Hardline. Ooh. And uh, this power ballad, wow, th- that's weird. This one's in a movie too. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm not going with a movie theme. <laughs> but this was in Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee and Powers Booth. And I can't remember who else was in it, but uh, the song is called Can't Find My Way. And yet another one of those huge like choruses. It's got this big hook to it with the harmonies once again that just, wow, like I can't stop just thinking about that chorus now. And it's like they hit some notes on that too. So Can't Find My Way by Hardline. And check out Rapid Fire. I mean, what the hell? I'm mentioning movies at this point. Love the song. That's a great, that's that's a nice deep pick, even for Neil Sean, because that's not a band that people automatically think of when they think of him. And it's a shame because that's a great album. But following up that anthemic chorus to close out side A, I'm going to go with one of the most anthemic power ballad choruses of all time by a singer who sang this chorus essentially on his deathbed and knocked this chorus out of the park in one take. Basically, the story has it that he was struggling with some of the vocals for 1991's Innuendo, and Brian May was concerned if he would be able to execute this song vocally. And they were discussing it in the control room, and Freddie Mercury looked at him, took a shot of vodka, and said, I'll effing do it, darling. And he walked into the studio and belted out this masterpiece, The Show Must Go On. Is it the typical power ballad? Maybe not, but it's so anthemic and so powerful, and the story behind it grabs you. You cannot deny the heartache and the power and kind of the closing of the chapter of this song, which I think is just a perfect side closer. So from 1991's Innuendo... The last song on a Queen studio album while Freddie Mercury was on this earth, the show must go on. That's amazing that you went with this to close out a side and not close out the entire volume because this is a really good ending. But for a side, man, I completely, I'm into it, man. I love this song. I love Queen. Well, you have the final pick of the yeah, night. I was going to go beast. with this song, so you, oh, you, you totally stole it from me, you <laughs> son of a gun. But that's all right. I think I know what I- Well, there you have it, folks. Side A of our Power Ballads Volume 2 mixtape, which kicked off with Kenny Loggins' Meet Me Halfway, Bad English, When I See You Smile, Roxette, It Must Have Been Love, Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home, Scorpion's Wind of Change, Slaughter's Fly to the Angels, Saigon Kicks, Come Take Me Now, Steelhearts, I'll Never Let You Go, Hardlines, Can't Find My Way, and Queen's The show must go on. Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, Sean, before we kick things off with Side B, you've recently started a new campaign based around your song Gin Asylum, which I'm going to play a little clip of now. No time for mirrors, no time for time. Just a pretty starlet with sparkles in her eyes. It's a cup of coffee. Of death is like a leading 
address. Who is that? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. <laughs> I like Batman. So, Sean, why don't you tell people a little bit about this campaign and how they can take a part of it? Well, here's the thing, folks. I love cats. And I also love caretakers of cats. And a lot of you good folks that care for cats do so out of your own pocket, which can get really expensive, especially when it comes to stuff like TNR, trap new to release for those of you not in the know. So what I'm trying to do is uh, I would love for one million sales of my song, Gin Asylum, so I can have a nice financial cushion. So should a shelter be in need of, say, a new washing machine? Or just a neighbor that I know that takes care of cats needs food. I can just say, hey, here's some money. This isn't going to make me a millionaire. It's not going to give me accolades. But it's going to give me a nice little financial cushion to just say yes to anything cat or dog or any kind of furry friend animal related that somebody might need help with. And for the listeners, what I'll do is post a link to where you can find Sean's music on the episode page at myweeklymixtape.com, where you can pick up a copy of Gin Asylum for a buck. And everybody has a dollar. It's only one dollar. How much money did you spend on coffee last week? You have a dollar. Trust me. Hey, look at the inflation on gas, and you just drove across the country to go see fish seven times at MSG. (laughs) You have a dollar. I went to see fish at MSG. They did bathtub gin. I was kind of hoping they would do bathtub gin asylum. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have. Fish, get on it. (laughs) So please, my song, Gin Asylum, only $1, and you're just helping out the lives of those who care for cats, and you're helping out cats and other pets as well. Well, I love the fact that you're taking a already great song and putting it towards a fantastic cause as a pet owner myself. So I thank you for doing that. And flipping the side over to side B, I get to kick things off. And man, I don't know where I want to start with this. This is actually really tough. There's a this lot of This is why you should songs. have ended side two with show must go on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with one that is a little bit of a left field power ballad because the band is not anyway consistent with hair metal or any of that. They're just a rock band, but this song is another level as far as I'm concerned. I've covered it for years and I know as much as I love performing it, I I just feel in my heart I'm not doing it the justice it deserves because nobody commands the vocals of Never Tear Us Apart like Michael Hutchins of NXS. An absolutely powerful, amazing tune that just grabs your heartstrings. It's just such a wonderful song And I feel like it's a perfect way to kick off side B with a level of emotion that can follow up the show must go on coming out of side A. So in excess, never tear us apart. Man, you just also raised the level of class on this tape by a million fold with that song. That's a really tough one to follow up, man. It's a one-of-a-kind track. I truly believe, I know a lot of people think about Need You Tonight and all of their other hits, but to me, this was In Excess's finest hour, even though it's a three-minute song. My favorite thing, since you said Need You Tonight, I just got to point out, back in the day when MTV played videos, sometimes Need You Tonight and Mediate would be shown together. Yes. Because if you listen to the album, 
they flow together. And Mediate is actually my all-time favorite in Excess tune, but never tear us apart. My friend, the class, the level of class here, I'm having a tough time choosing now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep that level of class, put a little sass and survivor into that. Not the band survivor, but a survivor that, well, sadly, we just lost her recently. And God darn it, I'm going to go with another song from a movie. (laughs) Uh, Out of the Runes, I'm going to go with just Auntie Entity, who you know better as Tina Turner, and her song, We Don't Need Another Hero which does fall into the power ballad category. And not only does it fall into the power ballad category, I needed to stick with the class of Never Tear Us Apart, but still get a little more oomph to that. And where you usually don't think of Tina Turner as power ballads, We Don't Need Another Hero fits the mold and breaks it just a bit. That's a great one. I love her vocals on that song. I almost was curious when you were leaning into it. I was wondering if you were going to go with What's Love Got to Do With It, but that to me is a little more mid-tempo. But as soon as you said movie, I'm like, ah, I know what he's doing here. And I think I'm going to see your movie and raise you a movie. What? Yes. I don't have many movie references, but I do have this one. I know. That's why I'm shocked. And I'm going to go back to 1987. And I'm going to go with a little movie known as Mannequin and the song Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. I don't care what anybody has to say about this song. When this comes on in our car, I turn it up as loud as possible and I try to sing along as loud as I can to my wife and kids' chagrin. But I absolutely love this song. There's just something that is so perfect about it. Not that Mannequin was a special movie in any way, shape, or form, but the song has held up, and I still love hearing it every single time it comes on. So nothing's going to stop us now from Starship. Well, you can't be too hard on Mannequin. I mean, there were enough unanswered questions that there was a sequel. That there was. Hollywood was the only one that came back. (laughs) And Bernie was in it, too. Bernie was the bad guy with that really, really long nose hair. Why are we talking about this? We're going to talk about music. And you're going to come out of Starship, nothing's going to stop us, nothing's going to stop us. What a great tune, dude. What a really great tune. Wow. Well, it looks like, am I going to be the guy that throws a monkey at the wrench? No. No. I'm going to stick with these big female vocals, and I'm going to go with probably one of their most famous ballads, And that would be, if I were to say to you, close your eyes, give me your hand, darling. Do you feel my heart beating? Do you understand? Do you feel the same? Or am I only dreaming? Or is this burning an eternal flame? Say my name, sunshine's through the rain. That's my Shatner version. (laughs) (laughs) Life, so lonely, can only ease the pain. I'm going to go with eternal flame by the bangles in case... Any of that before did not give it away. I absolutely adore that song. The piano in the beginning is just so beautiful. The keyboard, whatever, is just so perfect. It's so simple and it just pulls you in as the song continues to build. And Susanna Hoff's vocals on that, oh my God. Oh my God. The only thing 
about the song that recently has given it a little bit of a tinge for me because I wasn't a fan of the scene was in the last season of How I Met Your Mother. They use Eternal Flame in one of the scenes that the character floats away in the sky and it's just not the best scene in, in an otherwise brilliant show. And I, the first time I watched that scene, I'm like, oh God, please don't ruin this song for me. Please don't ruin this song. And then the scene ended and I'm like, I can never watch this scene ever again. <laughs> so anytime that episode comes on, when that scene, I walk out of the room. I just, it's like, I don't want to see it a second time because it didn't ruin the song for me yet, but I'm afraid if I see it again, it might, but I absolutely love the tune. But following that up, I'm going to do what you did with Hardline and go with a deeper cut. And it's by a band that I feel is criminally underrated. It's, it's leaning more towards the rock side of things again. And this is a power ballad from them. And when I say the band name, I know the song everyone's going to think of. And I'm going to go with Kicks, but I'm not going to go with Don't Close Your Eyes. As much as I love that song, it's a really dark, heavy song that I think lyrically would bring this playlist down a little bit. So I'm going to go with a song that I actually like maybe even a little bit more off of 1991's Hot Wire. And I'm going to go with their power ballad, Tear Down the Walls. Wow, dude, nice. Yeah, that song, his vocals on it are absolutely amazing. It's just so big and so bold and the vocals are so perfect. And this is a very, very, very underrated power ballad that I think more people need to know about. Now, man, coming out of that, that's going to be tough. But you also, you're giving me some leeway here where I'm going to stay on the deeper side. Now, everybody knows the name. When I say this name, everybody's going to think of uh, race cars on a track or they're going to think about boogie. But I'm going to go to one of my favorite songs of all time up there with the Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog and Paul Williams. I'm going to go with a song from his third album, Flying in a Blue Dream. I'm going to go with a song called I Believe by Joe Satriani. A gorgeous, gorgeous power ballad that really just hits me in the feels every single time I hear it. And one might think when they hear Joe Satriani that we're talking about an instrumental in this song, when in fact, this is one of the rare instances where Satriani is actually behind a microphone as well. Yeah, I mean, that was the album, like, the big single from that album was Big Bad Moon, mm -hmm. and he sang a couple other tunes on it, and he hasn't sang on an album since. Right. A lot of people didn't, like, didn't like that. I thought it was fine. I thought he did all right, and, like, there's an emotion to what he's singing and how he's singing on, on that song. Actually, every song, I kind of, like, the, the vocals are, are more of a character than just some guy singing songs, and I really appreciate that about that album. Well, I am going to follow it up. We are now at song seven on side B, and we haven't repeated a band from volume one yet. And I think I'm going to break that trend now because like Mama, I'm Coming Home, this is one of my favorite acoustic openings of all time. And one of the first songs I learned how to play on acoustic guitar alongside of that Mama, I'm Coming Home riff and it's a song that I am sure, being a fan of this criminally underrated band, 
As soon as I say the band name, I know Sean's going to know what song I'm talking about. But we are going to go with Tesla. And I am going to go off of 1989's The Great Radio Controversy, one of my favorite acoustic intros of all time, along with Mama, I'm Coming Home. I'm going with the big hit for them, Love Song. Yeah. It is so powerful. The opening is so gorgeous. I also love the version on Five Man Acoustical Jam where they break the acoustical jam aspect and then kick the electric guitar in at the end. The first time I heard that, I'm like, yes! Like, because you don't so expect it. It's so big and magic. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And when you watch that video too, you just, just you see the energy coming off of Frank Cannon. Yeah. And I love this song. I am going to go with the original 89 version from the Great Radio Controversy. I feel like coming out of a song like Kicks, Tear Down the Walls, and Satriani, I wanted to go with that big, well-known power ballad. And Tesla fits the bill here. So first repeat from Volume 1, only on Volume 1. Spoiler alert. It was Sean's pick and what you give, and he scooped me on Tesla. So I finally got a chance to put Love Song into this fold. Well, as you know, Tesla is one of my all-time favorite bands. So as much as I was telling myself I wasn't going to repeat a band, even though I could, you scooped me. I was going to take Love Song, and I was going to end it with this, (laughs) because you scooped Show Must Go On from me. Oh, man, I've scooped you twice. (laughs) You got me twice tonight, brother. You got me twice tonight. But what you did was set me up for a song that I like. I can't believe I left this off of Volume 1 myself because it's one of the first ballads I was ever really, really into. And coming out of Love Song, from that G chord to the D chord to the G chord to the D chord, you can just go seamlessly into this if you're playing live. You go back to the G to a C, back to the G, and then do this... And you can start playing... The Ballad of Jane by L.A. Guns from their 1989 masterpiece, by the way, Cocked and Loaded. Name a bad tune on that album, huh? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You can't. Right. You you can't. can't. And you You scooped me right back because The Ballad of Jane was on my list, and I was considering using that as my track nine because it all seems funny. Kind of like a dream. Things ain't always what they seem. Oh, what a fantastic tune. Saw them live in the early 2000s with Poison, Rat, and Slaughter. Great show, great lineup. Got to see the Ballad of Jane, Fly to the Angels. Rat really doesn't have a power ballad, so regardless. And then obviously Poison's slew of them. But for my last song of the night, I want to go with something that is a power ballad masterpiece by somebody who's not always associated with power ballads. However, one thing that this person is associated with is being one of the most talented artists and musicians and songwriters of all time. And once again, it's from a movie. And the movie is named after this song. Hmm. And the movie came out in 1984, and we are talking about Prince... Purple Rain. Did I scoop you a third time for the last song of the night? <laughs> My God. I was going to close it with this. <laughs> hey, look, we haven't talked about Sister Christian yet. Maybe you could throw that in there. That's a pretty big tune, too. But I'm sorry. 
I scooped you three times tonight with closing song. <laughs> Funny enough, you didn't, but I wanted to put on the act. Oh, damn. <laughs> but I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Dude, the guitar solo at the end of this song yeah. is just, and I mean, when you think about the Super Bowl performance, I saw Tom Petty, my favorite artist of all time, perform live at the Super Bowl in 2008. And I still say, man, I would have loved to see Prince perform Purple Rain in the rain. That like, God timed that thing out, man. That just could not ask for a better, bigger, larger than life moment. And that song is just perfection. One million percent perfection. What a choice, bro. That whole album is perfect. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there's really no Darling Nikki, When Doves Cry. Which is my favorite Prince tune. Prince is not synonymous with power ballads, but I feel like Purple Rain defined what a power ballad is because it's just one of those songs that eclipses genres I mean, is it an R&B song? Is it a rock song? Is it a pop song? Yes. 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 Is it a power ballad? Yes. And it does them all perfectly. So yeah, Prince, Purple Rain, track nine. I mean, there's really no other way to define Prince than to say he sounds like Prince. He's Prince. And there's nobody else like Prince and there never will be, which is a good thing. I mean, maybe somebody can take that influence and go further. Childish Gambino did it with This Is America. That is, That screams, I grew up listening to Prince. Yeah. So to come out of this, to close out volume two, and set up a potential volume three, I have to sift through this list. And all I can think about, once again, the word boogie. The word boogie is just, it's there in my head. It was there with Satriani because everybody thinks of Satch Boogie. But now with this song, I'm thinking boogie... And I'm thinking a potential thievery in a film called Boogie Nights. And I'm thinking of the great Alfred Molina and his mixtape. And Sister Christian comes on. And they're having this great, wonderful conversation during it. And all of a sudden, it gets to that buildup. And he tells everybody to shut up. And he just goes in that dun, 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 da da I mean, how could I not end this? With the show must go on by Queen, but since you scooped that from me, <laughs> I'm going to end this with just what are the ultimate power ballads? Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Well, you definitely scooped me on it, and I was sitting here saying, How did we get through two 20 song power ballad mixtapes without talking about Night Ranger? Thank God. We finally got that in there because I think people would have been coming for us at that point. And now Patreon mixtaper David Owens, who chimed in with Sister Christian for the Volume 1 episode, finally gets his redemption here on Volume 2. But even with all of that, there are still a lot of bands we have yet to talk about. And I still have at least, let's see, two dozen songs sitting in my list that we haven't touched. It's ridiculous. But there you have it, folks. Side B of our Power Ballads Volume 2 playlist, which kicked off with In Excess, Never Tear Us Apart, Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero, Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, The Bangles, Eternal Flame, Kicks, Tear Down the Walls, Joe Satriani, I Believe, Tesla, Love Song, 
L.A. Gunn's The Ballad of Jane, Prince Purple Rain, and Night Ranger Sister Christian. And remember, visit the Power Ballads Volume 2 page at MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, also, as an addendum to this episode, I want to hear from you, the mixtapers, the listeners, which volume of our Power Ballads mixtapes do you prefer, Volume 1 or Volume 2? Hit me up on social media, send me a message at myweeklymixtape at gmail.com, and let me know which volume you prefer and why. Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. You know what else would be great? If we ended this with NFB a second time? (laughs) You scooped me again. Should I get you a tissue? (laughs) Yeah. You know what else I think, Brian? You know what I think would be really great for your listeners to do that aren't already doing it? I mentioned it before. How much coffee can you possibly drink? How much money can you spend on coffee? Become a Patreon listener of my weekly mixtape. Show support. You got to keep these things going with your love and your support and by joining My Weekly Mixtapes Patreon. I appreciate that, Sean. And obviously, you have a lot that's out there that I would like people to check out and support as well. What does the rest of 2023 have in store for you? Any new music, any new shows on the horizon, and how can people get in touch with you? I am always thinking of working on new music. And then when I sit down to do it, I you know I just think about it some more and I go about my day. So there are some ideas happening. There's some stuff on the horizon. I just don't know when. But you never know with me, do you? But you can always find me. Go to Linktree, Sean Faust Music. That'll take you to my Facebook, my Twitter X thing, whatever it's called, my Insta place. You can email me, SeanFaustMusic.com. It's all there. Just say hi, buy a song, help some cats. I mean, and if you have a Spotify playlist, add Gin Asylum to it because those plays do help. If I get a million plays on Spotify, I'll get a nice big check for 50 cents. So please be a huge (laughs) part in helping me out with that if you would be so kind. Well, Sean, always a blast. Always a pleasure to talk music with you. Thank you for almost 30 years of friendship. And I appreciate you joining me again on my weekly mixtape. Dude, thanks so much for having me again. I can't believe you're actually going to tolerate me a third time when we do Volume (laughs) 3. I can't wait. And remember, Mixtapers, you can find My Weekly Mixtape on all the social media haunts at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. And finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, you can help me out by either telling a friend about the show, leaving the show a five-star review wherever you're tuning in, Or like Sean said, becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.